0: I think some people, I'm afraid, are putting all their hopes on governments. And that's become kind of like the source of their savior. And as believers, uh, governments are not our saviors. Governments Mm. come and go. Mm -hmm. But God is eternal. And he is the great generator of wealth, Mm -hmm. success, prosperity. Um, But you got to tap into his mind, right?
1: Hello and welcome back to The Grotto Podcast. This is the last part of our three-part mini-series called This Just In, where we talk about the latest in politics, social media and the economy. If you missed the first two, go back and listen to it before you continue. So in this episode, Michael and Steve talk about various government systems like capitalism, socialism and communism and share their views on how free market systems align itself to Christian values. This is also a timely topic because they share on what they think about the CERB or the Canadian emergency response benefit during this pandemic and how these economic decisions impact us as a society in the short and long term. I really love this episode because Michael and Steve made a subject like the economy so relevant to us as believers and reminded us that even in the midst of all the chaos that's happening around us, we are still rooted in hope, hope for restoration, hope for healing and hope for abundance for our people and for our land. So please enjoy this episode on hope-filled economy.
2: Welcome to the Grotto Podcast. All right, so we were like, we were talking a little bit about economies, and I was just joking with the guys that uh, I'm like that cheap guy that like turns off the heat at night and <laughs> <laughs> like make sure that all the lights are like LED lights, <laughs> saving the money. Yeah, you know, kind of. Um, so we're talking about some economies. So like, um, yeah. So like, what do you guys? So, do you guys have any like great personal economic pros like uh, like uh, practices that you guys use or, or have that uh, that uh, uh, would be helpful for others?
0: Well, <laughs> <That's where laughs> I, love, I love these big questions. Yeah. Well, yeah, go ahead, Josh.
1: Oh no, I think there's just kind of adding off of our. Uh, politics uh, mm-hmm. uh, episode. So right. just talking about like how systems and economy are, are right. working. But yeah, I guess we're talking about our own personal economy.
2: Yeah. First. <laughs> yeah. Talking about the Well, big, I think, big I think your philosophy
0: law. of personal economy lends it's flows from your economic philosophy. Yeah. Like just foundational philosophy. Now we were just talking earlier podcast, how people don't really know, the economic systems i'm not an expert i mean i didn't take economics no. ad, but i did my own research and um and as a christian there's a certain philosophy that i'm more i lean more towards so no system is perfect but i would say um in terms of like my christian values um like capitalism would probably be more aligned to uh what i believe Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of like the free market individual freedoms Mm -hmm. and so that that lends itself to how i view economy how i uh, view money um how i try to steward my finances and then Mm -hmm. people who i vote for yeah like so that's what we're talking about before versus uh more of the socialist or like or even the Communist Manifesto, mm-hmm. like I I vehemently disagree with that. You're more Make, skewed toward free market. The free markets. Well, I am totally yeah. free market yeah. because mm-hmm. that's. I agree. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, that's that's. Uh, <laughs> I really, I really believe that's in the Bible, that, to be honest with you. Um, but I, I think How so. I think it's dangerous when. Yeah. So let me get to that later. Sure. But I think it's dangerous when you try to adhere like economic systems. That's not founded in like freedoms, Mm -hmm. individual freedoms and rights. Because I've been to North Korea, Mm -hmm. I've been to communist countries Mm -hmm. and uh, before China became more capitalist, which is totally antithetical to to their root yeah to the root of communism right. i tell my students all the time you know this is like totally not communism right yeah <laughs> They're like yeah 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 but it's like a hybrid i go no it's not even a hybrid it's mm-hmm. like complete opposite Full capitalism. yeah mm-hmm. and i said yeah. like, and i said you know Deng Xiaoping actually adopted the system because he understood that communism didn't work for yeah. the masses mm-hmm. it, every every time communism um Like, every time communism is installed into, like, a system, it fails. It gets corrupted. Uh, Not just corrupted. Mm -hmm. I think it's just foundationally cannot grow. Like, it it doesn't, it just doesn't lend itself to growth. Like, Mm -hmm. communism itself is like, everybody, we have a big pizza, right? Let's just, Mm -hmm. and then everybody gets an equal slice of this pizza. Mm -hmm. That's communism. Mm-hmm. So you're never going to get more than that slice. Right. But uh, like capitalism is like, oh, there's this big pizza. Some people get a smaller one. Mm-hmm. Some people get a bigger one. Right. But what happens is that in capitalism, the like the system grows, like the pizza mm-hmm. gets bigger. Mm-hmm. So you may not have the biggest slice. Right. But your slice can grow. Yeah. <laughs> like exactly. at least, you know, so there's potential for like, individuals to rise out of their poverty and situation, Mm -hmm. uh, equal opportunity. Yeah. There's an opportunity there. So I think, um, I think God does want, uh, us to, uh, not live in poverty and to, uh, and then rise above that. Mm -hmm. But I think uh, the idea that socialism is the answer in terms of like giving everybody a certain amount of like, can we uh,
1: talk about universal income? Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 I, I guess we can talk about that. Mm-hmm. I'm not an expert in all this. This is just my opinion. Right. And I just, this is, and people can argue with me left and right, but I, I would mm-hmm. say, um, you know, just the just the parable, the minus mm-hmm. God says, your minus has produced more minus. Mm-hmm. It's it's very clear. It's like it's in be a good steward of your money. Let right. it grow. Let yep. it grow. Let so that can only happen in a capitalist system. Mm-hmm. And so I think, just also because Karl Marx was just so anti-God, mm-hmm. I, I just can't any anything that's anti-religion. Like mm-hmm. I, I just don't jive with that. Right. I think the government should not be the arbiter of. It's not the savior of our of our our, our world. Mm-hmm. Like. Of society they're not mm-hmm. the saviors they are just they are our, our servants they serve us right but they are not our saviors god is our savior um and so sometimes i think people look to governments to save us and to um uh, but they they are stewards they should do what we we tell them to do mm-hmm. um that's that's my little spew on economy yeah.
2: well i think that there's So there's this concept of, so there's two kinds of concepts. There's a concept of equality of opportunity, which I think the free market really does um, pronounce. So like there is a, there is a, um, uh, a, like, everyone has that opportunity to be able to, to get more of the pizza or less of the pizza. And then there's like the outcome, you know, the equality, like equality of outcomes, which I do not agree with, which is like a socialist or a, or a um a communist perspective which is where you're you have just um, uh, the outcomes are going to be basically equal regardless of the efforts expended upon uh you know upon your career or your vocation so i feel like you know it's it's a there's there's this kind of this balancing act that's happening right now where people are trying to um uh you know have equality of outcomes and equality but you know and really restricting the equality of opportunities and i think that that's something that you know, is, is a concept that's really important to understand and and where you stand on, on, uh, different economic principles. But I feel like, um, you know, I have a lot of struggle with, um, uh, because I think everything you know, when you talk about the economy, I think Steve kinda of says it the right way, where you have to look at your own personal how you do your own personal economies, how you own you do your own personal finances to be able to generate a really strong opinion uh which way to go. And so like kind of what's happening right now in Canada and I think globally with you know COVID nineteen and everything like that, there's a there's this mass overspending um and debt creation. Mm-hmm. So
0: like, I'm really concerned about that. I'm very honest. concerned yeah. about it.
2: Um, I'm, yeah, I'm like extraordinarily concerned about like why um, uh, you know we're we're doing some of this um, uh, you know some of these economic pra- uh, practices. So like in your own personal life, would you spend four times more than you earn, mm-hmm. like or five times more than you earn? Mm-hmm. Um, you wouldn't. And in many cases right now, that's kind of what's happening. And who is are you
0: being indebted to, right? So there's, there's these two philosophies, like Milton Freeman from the Chicago School of Economics. It's mm-hmm. um, so a lot of neo-capitalists. So I'm not saying I'm a neo-capitalist. It's the new capitalist What's bit. that? So like Adam Smith created the idea of capitalism. What I just expounded on uh, just the concept of the pizza. But I think... Uh, you know, expanding the pizza that's kind of like Adam Smith and just in a sh- short, simple form. Like a lot of our capitalism is founded on that and this invisible hand that like grows the economy. So we, we don't have to talk about that per se, but the neo-capitalist, like from the Chicago School of Economics, Milton Friedman, mm-hmm. um, actually it's pretty extreme to be honest. I think so too. Mm-hmm. So it's the idea that Things like COVID nineteen happen, and it's that kind of like the invisible hand of God or like this forces mm. in in the world, mm-hmm. and it is what is supposed. It is what it is, and it's supposed. It's cl- cleansing the fat. It's like mm. cutting the fat. It's cleansing the system, renewing the economies. Mm. So, like for example, if there's a like two thousand eight market crash, two thousand seven. Was it the 2000, 2008? 2008, yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. The market crash. It, they would have done nothing. So let it crash. Mm-hmm. Because it is what it is. It's supposed to cleanse the system. Right. And so obviously that's going to have extreme negative impact on all those people who like were greedy or mm-hmm. over leveraged themselves. Right. But what he's saying is, and also some innocent people that just got caught up in it, but mm-hmm. he's saying is that's the storm that. Is going to cleanse. It's -hmm. like that big cleansing. Right. Right. So uh, we need to do that. And the economy grows. So a lot of people get because they understand this concept. A lot Mm -hmm. of people get complete, like totally rich on that concept because they they see it coming. They take out all their cash. And then after the cleansing, they invest and then it it grows. So uh, or even during the cleansing. So Mm -hmm. I think that that is a little extreme. But that is kind of like capitalism, mm-hmm. in in the sense that there is a cleansing going on, mm-hmm. and there is a lot of lot of uh, things that needed to be stopped. Example, even in the church, there's churches closing down, but maybe they needed to close down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I'm I am not totally Milton Friedman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I'm more Keynesian. He's he's kind of like a capitalist, mm-hmm. but also understands like the government should involve themselves a little bit right in in the affairs of humanity mm-hmm. so i think canada is more keynesian mm-hmm. uh, in, in the sense that they uh, they like shore up um, certain safety measures mm-hmm. they, they put it out there to, so that people uh, for, no fault of their own is not going to fall through the cracks. So mm-hmm. I believe in that. So I believe that CERB needed to happen. No, you do. Yeah, because I think there, there's a lot of people out there that just, would we would have had mass homelessness mm-hmm. and that also would have cost us, it would have cost me because the markets would have crashed. Mm-hmm. Also, um, people who lost their homes uh, just because... Some unforeseen event happened and they lost their jobs. Mm -hmm. You know, people like two incomes, like both husband and wife could have lost their jobs.
2: Do you think it was, you think it was necessary the amounts and then the, because I feel like I I agree with you. I think there had to be some form of intervention and uh, uh you know during during covid there had to be some form of intervention the sur program was you know there's unemployment insurance and stuff like that that we all uh, that we all kind of contribute towards in our in our um you know in our in our jobs if we did lose them but uh you know to have that uh, stipend the government stipend and the redistribution of of uh, of wealth like i think um it, I know many people and I just I hate to put it in certain cases but I know many people that took just pure advantage of it. They just wanted just to take advantage of this government program and not yeah, actually sure. like the intention was I think the intention there was some good intentions but I feel like in many cases um it was uh, you know I, I I think that it I think it was Personally, I think it was too much um, because I feel like would there be mass homelessness if it was, you know. Well, I
0: don't think there's mass homelessness, right. but I think. Uh, so let me rephrase that. I think they would have it would have it meant a detriment to our economy. So there's a fine balance. Mm-hmm. I think it would have caused uh, a negative impact to all of us if people were not protected in some way. Right. But I do think it's there's a line where you need to stop and you need to uh, provide other measures to people for people to get jobs mm-hmm. provide more opportunities. Right. But I think I do fully believe that biblically people need to work. right. So my kids got served. they need to pay rent. Mm-hmm. But it was only for like a month and a half because mm-hmm. I said, go back to work. Yeah. as soon as her my daughter and my son's work started, um, they actually get paid less than what yeah, they got exactly. in CERB. and I told them don't. They were like, "Should I balance it? Mm-hmm. Should I get more serve?" I'm like, "No." I told them to cut it off, and mm-hmm. they and they actually felt guilty like taking it, so they mm-hmm. stopped CERB mm-hmm. and they just worked on. They worked extra hard because I believe in like dignity, self, like the dignity of work, yeah, and the pride of like going to work every day, and that's also and that e- emotionally healthy for people, yeah. Um, I think the government should provide more opportunities for work. Mm-hmm. And uh, the problem right now is like they're closing, their are just getting to a whole nother topic. <laughs> but I think right. their, their public health measures are doing such damage to our economy. Mm-hmm. And I think it's inconsistent with some of the science sometimes. Right. And I think it... Um, I think look when we look back ten years from now we're gonna be like yeah they could have done it a different way and <laughs> right. I think all these people didn't have to lose their businesses mm-hmm. and all these so many people suffered mentally emotionally yeah uh, alcoholism alcohol alcoholism drug abuse suicide I heard suicide, it, suicide rates going up psychoactive on. drug use uh like <clears throat> hus- like abuse spousal abuse. Mm-hmm. I mean those are all negative impacts. Right. Like emotional like damage to our seniors.
2: Mm. Well that's another form of economy, right? Like the you know it's not just currency we talk about but it's yeah. also like our you know spiritual economy and also our mm-hmm. like mental economies, right?
0: Yeah, and so yeah. I think it's myopic just to think like life is only about just li- like as long as i have breath in my body. <laughs> right. I'm living. No, you're people are people are not living. Mm-hmm. Like you there some people are living hell on earth right now mm-hmm. And so how is that living? Yeah so I think there's a there's a certain amount certain time that they needed to provide these measures um, but obviously now we know now because even in BC we, the cases are going up but still things are open mm-hmm. So what does that say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does that say to us? It says yeah uh, for a lot of people it's not going to affect them. COVID-19 is going to right. affect them as, and there's rare cases, but that's with anything. Mm-hmm. But I think there's obviously vulnerable populations we need to protect. Yeah. And I need to, re- I think they're trying to do that, but I think they probably done some irreparable damage to uh, certain sectors. I think for me, it didn't do much damage because I work from home. Um, I guess I still get paid, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's, th- I, I know there's it's done damage to a lot of people out there. Yeah,
2: I have some friends that own restaurants and own uh, you know f- food court restaurants and stuff like that, and they're just they're in really bad. They're in mm. really really bad situations, and um, you know I think and they they try pivoting, but it's it's just you know they're they're I think with <clears throat> with any kind of kind of like mass hysteria, like any kind of uh, you know like what. it it, like it creates an opportunity for if you're a person in power to be able to like make changes and have everyone kind of accept them because they kind of default to like the powers that be without being Mm. really um uh like skeptical about kind of the the repercussions of a lot of these um uh these things and then once they become kind of the i hate the word new normal once they become the new normal it's like how do you um, so, for example, a lot of these businesses that um, like, for example, the restaurant business like you you pay a rent, you have staff and, and you have food costs and there's spoilage. And then basically, you know, you have an assumption that you're going to have X number of seats yeah. in your restaurant to right. be able to make a profit and and to provide for your family. And then when that's cut in half mm-hmm. or more than half. It has like huge impacts and huge disruption. Yeah, to the huge cash flow. disruption and and so it's really you know there's I think the retail sector is like Steve was saying it might be irreparable like it may not be able to be repaired. Um, yeah, I, I'm not saying. I'm not. I,
0: I I mean I'm not a government official, so I don't sure. really know. I'm not a public policy guru, but I just see I just see what's happening, and I I think yeah like. Well, okay, we're trying to save lives. Okay, I get it, but also you're destroying life.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So they don't. So the gravity of like the effect that this is ha- this 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 is having on people is not considered mm-hmm. to the same extent. I don't know. That's my opinion. Like, do you, have you considered like lives are being destroyed?
2: Yeah. They are families are being
0: destroyed. Yeah, and is there another way? So we never mm-hmm. hear that, right? But, right. And so I think that's, that's, I think this all comes to our philosophy of economy, but a philosophy of like, um, it's, our, it's our societal philosophy, like the government, we're, that's what socialism is. Mm-hmm. It's like we are this one socialist community, and it's like strata okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh no it, no I'm everyone being, loves that being burned by strata <laughs> <laughs> I'm, being, I'm being serious it's like right. I, I, used to, I used to live in a townhouse strata right. and really I was at at the mercy of the strata yeah like I have to what I have to what pay what $10,000 for what mm-hmm. so one guy has like a leaky roof and I, everyone has to what what is going right. on here right so I have a vote but really, the majority or even this council could. Do you know what I'm talking? You, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm talking about strata, right? right? So it's yeah. like the government is like a little bit like the strata. We are forced to like get into this. It's like communal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The system of like communal right. versus individual rights. Mm-hmm. And I think if you considered. Like, so capitalism is more individual rights, right mm-hmm. And like socialism and the safetyness is more communal. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying is, I think as a Christian, some people get fall into the idea like we're supposed to care for the least of these, this mm-hmm. comu- communal idea. Mm-hmm. but the, but our faith also lends itself to like individual freedoms mm-hmm. and liberty and and like the government not being in control over all of us. Like mm-hmm. ultimately, our government is God. Mm -hmm. And then and our social efforts to our efforts to uh, uh, mediate or remedy some social ills is from our volitional Mm -hmm. like efforts of kindness, Mm -hmm. like our desire to actually do it out of the kindness of our heart, not just paying taxes. Yeah. And because really that's not kindness. That's just, oh, I just pay taxes and okay, I guess some people get some like welfare checks. Mm -hmm. No, I think. As a Christian, we need to change hearts and minds so that we actually want to do it out of the kindness of our hearts. Right. Right? And um, if if we are really truly being Christian, then uh, we can remedy a lot of situations mm-hmm. in our society. Yeah. Because individuals will be convicted mm-hmm. to go out and help volitionally right. out of the free freedom of their uh, choice. Mm-hmm. Like, if you eliminate choice from the human like essence, Mm -hmm. we use, we cease to be human. Mm -hmm. Like that's why God gave us free choice. Yeah. We should have the freedom to choose. Um, Right now in this, even in this situation of Mm COVID-19, which lends itself to the talk about economy. Right. um, Is, is that our freedoms are being taken away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like our individual right to assemble Mm -hmm. and i i write to in the name of like protecting the vulnerable Mm -hmm. but that's the same thing about economy right right (laughs) like you're taking away a whole bunch of taxes to help all these people maybe i don't want to Mm -hmm. (laughs) maybe i want to do it on my own right that's the that's the that's the system that we're living in Mm -hmm. and there is a fine balance i'm not saying i'm completely one end or the other but i'm saying there's a middle ground that we really need to uh Assess, and I'm just saying, certain governments, um, certain political groups are extreme, and that's gonna destroy our economy, in my opinion. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, sorry. So I have a question on that. Like, I know the liberal government's been questioned a lot on like how they're gonna pay this all back, and they've kind of they haven't really given a straightforward answer.
0: We are gonna pay. Yeah, but (laughs) does
1: it really come back to the taxpayers then?
2: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be, I think, to when you have debt, like just with anything, it's like if you overspend, like let's say we're just a regular person that overspends, there's going to have to be, you know, there's going to have to be a a debt collection. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's going to be an increase of taxes in a variety of different ways. I think it's going to be an increase in the uh, in the corporate tax and, oh, okay. you know, that's where I think it's going to come from. So that's going to discourage a lot of businesses from mm. starting again. They're, they've been proposing um, uh, tax changes to to corporate, uh, to corporations. Um, so which may decentivize those. Mm.
0: Well, that's always, that's, that's socialism. That's all. That's what happens every time you get, you, you get a lot of goodies in the beginning and then you pay for it later. Yeah. And then you your economy you have no jobs. Yeah. Businesses are like, I'm not investing here. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? No jobs. And then the economy deflates. And then people are finally like, Oh, what happened to our economy? And then they vote, they vote in some other party.
2: Yeah, and then they they go to the other <laughs> extreme, right? With yeah. uh, you know, but I think that it's gonna be like that is one major consequence. And the second is is, is inflation, is currency inflation, printing mm-hmm. of money, yeah. which you know has is Classically, when when like for example, like China and a lot of other um, uh, countries, when they went into like heavy deficits and debts um, by doing big social programs, um, they devalue their dollar and they inflate their you know they inflate their currency, and so all of our savings accounts all of a sudden you know we think it's a thousand dollars today, but it's actually only a hundred or two hundred dollars, mm-hmm. like value actual value of that, of the, of that currency. So like, I think th- those are the economic outcomes that, you know, are predicted to, to, to have, to to have to come down the pipeline because of all these social programs that are put into place. And I feel like, you know, personally, I feel like they were extreme and they're held a little bit too long. Um, because, mm. um, I know Steve's kids have a sense of personal responsibility, um, and moral code. Um, but, I've had so many of my friends and, you know, colleagues that I know that run businesses and they say, you know, we're doing this thing where they, my staff can go on CERB and, you know, and I'll pay, I'll hire them back after the six months and they're doing some like light, mm, yeah. kind of, you know, so there's a lot of different, like there, there's so many loopholes and ways in which to take that as your own personal advantage mm-hmm. and which has consequences as well because, you know, and they know what they're doing is wrong. You know, they know what they're doing is wrong. Um, And there's consequences to taking advantage of certain circumstances uh, in a, you know, where it's coming from someone else's pocket. And that's, these are, these are our neighbor's pockets that we're kind of taking this money from, right? This Mm. is not like, the government isn't like giving it to you from like, like a gold mine, like that comes from the top of the Well, It's my my money. It's It's, my taxes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, It's not their money. It's like, it's, it's our money. It's your neighbor's money that you're pulling from your neighbor and putting into your own pocket, you know, or it's your own as well. You're contributing, but it's coming back. Especially
0: to young people and kids, like you have not lived long enough to pay your taxes or your dues. And like, how much EI do you actually Mm -hmm. have accrued? Like if you work for 25 years, you have a lot of EI. And so that's, you invested into that system. So Mm -hmm. you have a right to take it out. Exactly. But when you're like 19, 18, like what EI have you invested into? Like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm I'm very proud of my children because mm-hmm. spe- like my daughter came up to me and said I feel really guilty. And I said you don't have to feel guilty like but once you get a job go work. And mm-hmm. then she's she said oh, yeah I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop because I just going to go to work and work extra hard. And I said good. Somebody taught you right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like I just right. wish everybody was like that but unfortunately she told me some of her friends are taking ei and they don't even she says she, she doesn't even know how they got it they never even worked last year mm-hmm. so, oh, wow. i said they're gonna pay for it later like guess you had to have work you have to have some work in the past year in your taxes mm. a certain amount to get served right but these students never worked and they got served mm-hmm. i'm like and i know i saw some uh people at East Hastings, I was like getting something for my mother, and then I was at a bank, and then I saw these guys are like going, talking about their SERB payments. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Oh, you look like you live on the streets. How'd you get SERB?" Right. So that kind of like really started to make me question, like, how is this being distributed? Yeah, it's just just mass printing of money, and I think, I think I totally agree with you. Uh, we really need to rethink this, and. Uh, because my children are gonna pay for it in the future. Oh, there They're goes
1: gonna, the arguments for and against, like universal income and like welfare and all that. Yeah. I'm
0: totally against universal income. Right. To be yeah. honest with you, it mm. it like uh, it just takes away all human dignity to mm-hmm. be because it takes away incentive to work. Right. Even some of these young people, students, are like. I don't need to work. I get paid more by Serb than mm-hmm. and by working at Starbucks. Yeah, because that's what my daughter said. I'm like, yeah. I'm good I could get more Serb than working at this ice cream shop. I'm like, but that's not the point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Work, work gives you dignity, mm-hmm. gives you a sense of purpose, right, and contribution to society. It makes and you feel good, pride and respect, and yeah. you know, like being swe- able to stand on your own two feet. Like you smelling like ice cream and like that. <laughs> Nasty smell every day. Right. Because <laughs> she's like always makes those waffle cones. Oh, yeah. I, and I pick her up. I'm like, oh, smells like butter. <laughs> and then your forearm being like your right forearm being so much bigger than your left forearm because <laughs> yeah. Scoo- you're scooping ice cream. Yeah. And I said, that's pride. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's like you're you're you. You are saying I work. You're right. like you got burnt by the waffle machine. Yeah. Like that like, you You show it off with pride. You're saying mm-hmm. this is what I did for society. My contribution. I right. work for my money. Yeah. I work for this food. Right. And I think it, it gives sense of purpose. But mm-hmm. I think if you just give universal income, um, I think it actually deflates purpose and identity.
1: Yeah, I think like this comes down to like, what is your God kind of thing, right? Is like mammon or, or, you know, having this heart of, of servitude or, or creating value and wealth? Mm-hmm. I think it comes down to that character, like you said before. Yeah. And all these systems are a victim of like, I don't know, people falling prey of just trying to make a profit. And mm-hmm. it gets, it gets, it affects so many other things.
2: Yeah
0: I, yeah. I think, I think some people I'm afraid, I think I fear that they are putting all their hopes on governments mm. and that's have become kind of like the source of their savior. And as believers, Uh, governments are not our saviors. Governments Mm. come and go, Mm -hmm. but God is eternal and he is the same yesterday, today and forever. And ultimately, if God can take a coin, can make a coin come up here on a fish Mm -hmm. inside of a fish, then he can provide opportunities for you. Right. I believe that. Um, Like if it's entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. it's innovation. Mm. I think, um, you should be able, like God should be able to provide that for you. Right. I think ultimately he is the great generator of wealth, mm-hmm. success, prosperity. Um, but you got to tap into his mind. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's why I believe in also in capitalism because it lends itself to innovation mm. It lends mm-hmm. itself to uh, independent uh, wealth generation mm-hmm to bring people out of like, you can live in the poorest neighborhood, but then with an idea you can actually rise right. above that. Yeah. You can't you do that, that anywhere else.
2: Yeah. It gives you that opportunity to, to be able to, to lift your, to, to change your circumstance. Right. And to change yeah. your existence. And I think like, you know, with um, it kind of, it, it allows sharp tools to be used in mm. a sense, um, you know, where I feel like, you know, with a lot of these programs, uh, government programs that are that are being in place, it's like dulling everyone's tools. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, they wake up in the morning and they don't have. A job to go to the purpose is, you know, from a work perspective has changed drastically. And it's really easy right now to get into this like level of comfort. You know, you can keep yourself distracted um, so easily on social media and videos and all the rest of this stuff for like. 10 hours a day and and feel like, you know, that you've, that, that it, you're just distracting yourself from like a problem, which is like having purpose and having like a life of meaning in many cases. And, and I think that I've had a lot of friends that are struggling with mental health right now. And I think that it's because they don't have that meaning. They don't have a purpose. Mm. They don't have a direction. They don't have a sense of pride and joy in, in, uh, contributing to others and, and, and doing these types of things. And I feel like, you know, the whole, these programs in, that have been put into place have just kind of made them dull, you know, and these people are intelligent, bright, wonderful, young, strong, mm-hmm. and now they're, now they're just in, in a very different, in a very different place, so I think, you know, I, I really encourage people out there to really, like, I don't think that there's such a thing as a free lunch. There's no such thing as free. Like if we stand in front of a soup kitchen and get our, our, you know, meal, it's not free. It's not free because it takes away something and it's, and it's, Mm, you know, okay. So nothing is free. And I think, you know, the intention of a lot of these programs, I think I'm not, maybe, you know, I might be speaking out of turn, but like Jesus want to heal people, not keep them in this position forever like you know he want to heal the leper heal like and and cause a positive change they're not just keep them there forever he's not like here's some bread so you can stay a leper forever he's the one wants to heal the leper mm-hmm. right and i feel like a lot of this stuff is just like you know you know like safe injection sites and all these other things it's just like it's not for healing it's for just like here stay doing the same bad habit forever until you know until you cause more health issues and more problems and more drain on society Hmm. it's just creating this like perpetual um you know uh it's
1: a rut that you get stuck in right
2: well and it just gets worse and it costs everyone else more right you know costs us all more because we we want like we want to i want to heal the sick i don't want to keep the sick sick forever Mm -hmm. until they're you know until like they get worse and they're in a position where they can't even take care of themselves.
0: Well, I think that's what happens when you live in a society without God. Yeah. And because there's no hope. So Mm -hmm. all you have is like management Mm -hmm. management is just trying to manage the status quo Mm -hmm. and try to make it livable and the best that you can, like make it the best that you can for everybody. Right. But leadership is like doing the right things. Um, and being bold and courageous, leadership requires lots of vision and hope. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what happens when you don't have God in our society. People are just trying to manage their lives. Governments are trying to manage us and just to sustain us and just keep us where we are, the status quo. But I think if you have God, you're always there's hope. Mm-hmm. There's like innovation. There's like uh, mm-hmm. um, there's potential for sudden shift in the wind and your life can change mm-hmm. there's like you know I think it people who who like don't have God in their life live in a, like a constant humdrum of despair like mm-hmm. borderline depression despair right because ultimately they're just going through life without any hope any Absolutely. purpose any yeah. any desire for something greater so i i actually think that this is all a manifestation of a society without god and if i just think mm-hmm. about it if i didn't have god i would be completely depressed right now right mm. yeah. i'd be i'd be feeling like what a dark dark world yeah. we're living in and it's just like What's the point? Yeah. Wow. And that's why suicide rates are going up. It's, it's like, what's yeah. the point? What's exactly. I lost everything. I just don't have no more. I have no more job, no more business. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I'm depressed. I can't go to. I know a lot of students are depressed right now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm losing a whole year of, like. Mm. Of their youth. Of their youth. And then also, like, university students are like, I'm paying for what? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so I think. But like I tell my kids like well with God there's always hope mm-hmm. God can restore everything and redeem everything nice. and all that you've lost all that it's been taken away right uh he can restore for you mm-hmm. like there's a there's a famous story of the Shun- Shunammite woman uh, Elijah I think it's in 2 Kings right so um she goes away and she because she, she, there was a famine in the land and mm-hmm. Elijah said, "You gotta go somewhere else to survive." So she had to go to enemy territory, like the Philistine territory, to survive. Right. She came back years later. Uh, people have people were squatting on her land, mm-hmm. taking all her <laughs> stuff. Right. But you know what? Amazing about it is that uh, she has some like leverage with the king and the prophet and mm-hmm. whatever, and then, so she got all her land back. Mm-hmm. But what what happened was by law by like King's law mm-hmm. decree, she got all the produce that she would have got mm-hmm. if, as if she was there. Mm. So like retroactively, wow. she got everything back. All those years that she she was like, she lost everything during the famine. She right. got it all back as if she was there. Mm-hmm. So mm. she didn't lose anything. So for me, I w- I've been really meditating on that. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I, I was thinking, even in my life, I think with God, you may feel like you're losing, Mm -hmm. and that's what I told my kids. Like you may feel like you're losing this year, or you're losing this. Right. But with God, there's always hope. He can restore everything, Mm -hmm. as if you didn't lose anything, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and He might even add more to you. Right. So, right. um, I think for me, that's what happens when you believe in the Lord.
3: Mm -hmm. Like
0: there's always hope. There's Mm -hmm. always a way out. That's so encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's why I encourage people. If you don't know God, um, you know, if you're an atheist, it's really hard to be an atheist. You got to have a lot of faith, right, (laughs) to believe there's no God. Yeah. That that itself is a religion. But I would say you can easily lend yourself, transport yourself from atheism to agnosticism. I mean, to be an agnostic, like, I believe there's a God. But, um, yeah, there's a God in general. There's God in general. In a general sense, there's, like, Mm -hmm. a higher power. But, obviously, God has revealed himself more specifically. And that's why I'm a Christian, because uh, I believe that God has revealed himself in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And in him, I, like, what I read, like all the historical events and all that he said, all his teachings, uh, because the Bible is the one of the only documents that have historical events documenting mm-hmm. itself mm. and uh, prophecies that was, were like sp- were declared hundreds of years ago that have been fulfilled in fulfilled in Jesus Christ. So mm-hmm. I, I think do your research and like I did when I was in university, right. and I came to the conclusion Christianity is the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, with him, no matter what have what happened in my life, ups and downs, I've always had hope. Yeah, like, you I've know, always have hope.
2: That and that hope, you know, it has a source, and obviously, you know, we all believe that that source is Jesus and that source is God. And and I think that, you know, in my life before um, knowing Jesus and my life before knowing God, um, I can tell you that I would be very depressed if if i was to if i didn't have him right now um you know i remember <clears throat> uh feeling a bit of like so you think you know you almost feel like there's a hole in your in your heart or your there's a hole in your spirit you know um because um you know and you try to fill that hole with uh you know Success, or you try to fill it with money or you try to fill it with like friendships and stuff like that but it's not you you won't feel you're not going to feel whole until you uh you know until you embrace um you know until you embrace god and you you create and he he instills in you that hope for for uh like uh for a, a better future but also for a um you know uh uh a way, to, like a, a really clear purpose of 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 life, to contribute to other people and to further the kingdom, and to um, and to use uh, the gifts that were given to you for the betterment of every other brother and sister and and and, and child of of, uh, uh, of of this of this world. And so, like I think, once we kind of have that as a, a core concept, you do feel you get filled with hope, regardless of your current circumstances, you know, and God uses us in all different types of circumstances. So, you know, I think that, you know, we could talk about the economy forever and, <laughs> and, you know, kind of the, you know, but I think for, for, for us, I think it's important to, to be able to always remember and, and to keep within us the, uh you know, um you know, the spirit of, 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 you know, because I think I, I just reflecting a little bit on what we talked about, um you know, I think the spirit of giving the spirit of generosity, the spirit of like helping and healing others is something that Jesus definitely had and wants us to be able to, 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 um, to, to have, to, to share with, with the world. Um, And so I I don't want us to kind of come off as like being like super like conservative, (laughs) like I, I am really, really big on helping others and giving back and contributing to other people's lives. I think, I think
0: it, forced forced social welfare system and we're not saying it's all bad but what right. we're saying is uh it it makes us less generous not more generous yeah it makes us That's like true. why are people taking more taxes away and then we're mm. more like we, we get more angry mm-hmm. that people are taking advantage of it like serb and all this yeah. wealth, like universal income whatever it's not legalized it but i'm just saying like but as a believer, um, when we know that this life is short and everything we have is going to go down to the grave, like mm-hmm. it's all going to, we're never going to take anything with us. Right. That number one, lends itself to generosity. Number two, God is generous. Mm-hmm. He gave his son to us. Mm-hmm. And when the like, creation itself reflects generosity of his heart, like he would have just created like one kind of animal, <laughs> But he, the amount of things that he created, the diversity, yeah, the he's just plentiful. Mm-hmm. And even in Deuteronomy, it says Israelites, he said, I've blessed you. Mm-hmm. I've call, he called Abraham to bless him, mm-hmm. to multiply him. And that was just not offspring. That was just land. That right. It was more than that. It was land, prosperity. But that was because he wanted to bless the nations through mm-hmm. Abraham. So the, our tenant, our faith, lends itself to generosity. And if people who are believers are not generous, it means that you don't really understand the generosity of God's heart. Mm -hmm. Um, Thirdly, like Jesus dying on the cross reflects the generous nature of God's heart that Mm -hmm. he actually gave his son to die for us. But it also reflects like hope, what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. He died. It was the most hopeless, darkest situation on the planet. Right. For Christians at that time, they all fled. Mm -hmm. But in three days, he resurrected. Mm-hmm. Um, so that resurrection speaks to nothing is over. Mm-hmm. It's like if you watch the Canucks and they're losing 5-1 and they <laughs> are 10 seconds left. As a believer, I still have hope. <laughs> right. As long as there's, time, there's breath in my body, there's hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Um, even my father was dying. Nothing to, is final. Till the last breath, I had hope, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then after he died, I believed I had hope that he's he's, he's, he's in, in he's in heaven. So right. we're all co- we're covered in every way. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think, um, to to your point about generosity and hope, I think um, we we the hope is not in government, mm-hmm. and uh, I think I I have an I have a preference. But our, my preference is not my savior. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I had a preference to live in a certain country, and this, this, I would live in Canada, obviously, mm-hmm. and maybe the United States. I don't know, but uh, England or certain countries that believe in philosophies like I do. Mm-hmm. But I think, but they're not my. But even if I lived in China, government is not my hope. Right, like God is my hope, and he can always. Uh, restore everything and change things uh, for my life. So um, I think maybe we should end with that.
1: Yeah. Well, I have one follow up question on on generosity. Um, Does it come out of a place of like abundance? Because you're talking about like conservatism and stuff like that. Do we almost have to be conservative first so that, you know, we, we don't like overspend ourselves. And then that creates this source of abundance. And out of that, then we can be generous. Would that be like a proper way of, of giving?
0: I think it's not. It's, it's like the story of the woman. Like she only had like like just so little to give, like two two little pennies, and she she gave it to God. So it's mm-hmm. not it's not the amount, but it's like even you know, like teaching my kids to be generous when they're little. Like uh, it's I think you can always exude a generosity. No matter the amount that you have, Mm -hmm. uh, continuously, if you can't be generous with one, like making five hundred dollars a month, you'll never be generous if you're a millionaire, right? Like I think, uh, it's generosity is not about the money; it's about the state of your heart instead of Mm -hmm. your being. And also, you can be generous with your time Mm -hmm. and resources and yeah there are different types of currencies of course
2: right of course um but you know i think yeah absolutely it's and so i think it's obviously it's um it it's you want to be i i am a big proponent of being responsible Mm. you know and generous at the same time because i think god gave us responsibility to tend to the garden and to tent ourselves and and so on and so forth so um so i think that there's um and and you you need you need to understand what your like what your intent and your purpose is and so are we all called to be mother teresa (laughs) you know out in the you know out amongst the uh the poor poor and and the sick maybe or maybe not and so like really really understanding what that is and uh and how you're built and your purpose and then trying Mm. to be generous have a generous spirit generous heart and i think you know i think that's a great way to end you know and on that note um, thank you guys so much for listening to the grotto podcast uh if you've enjoyed the podcast please rate it five out of five on whichever podcast platform you're listening to it on and josh what's the best way of getting hold of us
1: Email us at thegrottopodcast at gmail.com or uh, shoot a direct message to us on Instagram at podcast. Till next time, thanks so much for listening. All right, bye.